0: On the Momfidence blog, there are several Momfidence principles listed that are there to help all of us moms remember those important touchstones of being the best moms we can be. They're there to just guide us and help us center ourselves during those really crazy days. The first Momfidence principle is, I make affection and connection my number one job. When I was pregnant with my oldest child, I began contemplating and asking God, what kind of mother should I be? There were so many different stereotypes of mothers out there to choose from. And as an expectant mother, it could get a little confusing and stressful. Well, as I began this prayer of, God, what do you want me to be for this baby? What kind of mom should I be? in the midst of all of this so I can be the best mom, the mom you want me to be. And God kept putting these images in front of my mind, in front of my eyes, of artwork representing a mother and a child together. There are so many of them. There's there's mother and child art back thousands and thousands of years. And as I saw these, I began to realize that almost all of these pieces showed a mother cuddling or being close to her child in some way. It's a fascinating Google Images search to do. You get some really beautiful pictures and sculptures. This was especially true of the images I was seeing of Jesus and his mother. Not just in Jesus's infancy, but also through all the ages and stages of his life including Mary cradling the body of Jesus in her arms after he was taken down from the cross. It became clear to me that over these thousands of years, the best of the mother-child relationship was represented artistically as an image of affection and connection. And as I looked at these images and began to think about them, I was also reading a lot more on the science of infancy and parenthood. You see, I was confined to bed for most of that pregnancy, so I had a lot of time to delve into these things, that's for sure. The vast majority of the science on the subject supported what the art conveyed, that strong, affectionate mother and child bonds are best for the physical, emotional, and spiritual health of both the baby and the mother. This affectionate connection between us and our children at any age of the child is good for us as moms. See, there's this chemical called cortisol, and when it's released in moments of affection, that's when it is released, it brings down our stress and helps us to engage our thinking brains again so we can be creative and effective moms. Cortisol is also released in the child when we cuddle them or hug them, and it helps your child to calm down and sync up with you. And when that happens, we find moments of peace and empowerment as moms. So with this in mind, we can see that when frustration causes that kind of knee-jerk reaction that we have of wanting to Pull back from our kids and not wanting to show affection to our children until we feel good about each other, it actually is undermining our ability to be the amazing moms we want to be, the amazing moms we can be when we take those moments and reconnect with our kids and let that cortisol kick in so that we can really be who we imagine ourselves being in our minds. These moments of connection build relationship with our children over time. It makes them trust us more, it makes them feel more connected to us, and it helps them to feel like they can come to us when they're having a problem. So they become more receptive to our correction and our guidance. No matter how tired or angry or disempowered we feel, it's connection and affection that we and our children are needing. No mom wants to feel like an ineffective mom. No kid wants to feel like a disappointment. Affectionate connection can help us overcome these feelings and then problem solve together. But I get it. These images and this research, well, you know what? They're all just images and words on a page. And those images are silent. If we look instead at our real-life days as moms, that kind of connection can seem really difficult to come by. The children in those artistic images don't scream, and they don't blow out diapers at church on the only dress that fits our exhausted postpartum bodies, and they don't fail to let us sleep. Those images don't throw temper tantrums, and they don't have obnoxious moments in their teen or even adult years. The disconnect between that ideal and real life can leave us questioning our mothering abilities and feeling really pretty awful at times. As I grappled with this disconnect, and I still do many days, I realized that the daily realities of motherhood are times that we do have to take to God. And when I have, he's shown me that those ideals are not so much unrealistic as they are something to be developed and achieved through practice. Just as an athlete or a dancer has to practice and perfect their skills, so do we as moms. See, I think we really believe, at least many of us do, that The moment this baby is placed in our arms, the angels sing, the light shines, and everything should just be perfect. And if it's not, it's a failure on our kids' part, or on our part, or some mistake God threw at us. But none of that is really true. We have to practice so that our ideals can begin to match our circumstances. And this doesn't always come naturally for all of us. There are a lot of us who were raised in situations where affection just wasn't our family's thing and it makes us feel uncomfortable. We're just times and circumstances where affection is the last thing we want. Connection is the last thing we want. We want to run away and hide and not deal with any of it. Or we're just too busy exploding either inside ourselves or at our kids to feel like connecting to anyone. So how do we get the practice we need to help these ideals match our real lives? Well, number one, start by building in daily routines that build connection. Simple things like giving hugs and kisses every time we greet each other or say goodbye, and that includes when we wake up and at bedtimes. I know a lot of parents who just let their kids wake up to alarms or even a couple of folks who ring cowbells and have all their kids just come down for breakfast or get ready for school, and they are so busy with the daily routines, they never get even that quick moment of eye contact and connection. So make that a priority. Make sure each of your kids gets to look you in the eye, give each other a hug and a kiss and a tassel of the hair. Maybe you bless them, and lay your hands on them, and ask God to give them a great day or a good night's sleep. But make that a process that you go through every single morning and night, every time you say hello and goodbye to your kids. Also set aside a reconnection time at the end of your school or work day. You can sit down and have a warm drink together and a snack and catch up on how the day's going so far and make sure it's just caring and catching up, like you would talk with a friend. Don't make it a time about scolding or nagging about schoolwork or behavior or chores. Just make it a time to reconnect. Perhaps just taking a walk after school or after work together to clear your heads and get some exercise and some fresh air. I once read that St. John Paul II did this with his father every single day after school. And he credited that walk with his dad every day and the talks they had for a lot of his faith that carried him through his life and made him the saint he became. If your child's an adult, because mom is for moms at every age and every stage, we never stop being moms, set aside some time at the beginning or the end of the day for a catch-up or encouraging text or phone call. Just text at the beginning of the day that says, I love you, and I'm praying for you, or send a heart emoji, something that makes that connection. Make that time for a phone call at the end of the day, or at least once or twice a week, where your child knows you're still in their corner, and you're still really there wanting to connect with them and be there for them and support them. It'll do a world of good to even those adult relationships that we need to figure out how to have as our kids get older. Additionally, if your day isn't going well, well, stop and tell your child, I love you more than whatever is making us stressed or angry in this moment. Let's pause and give each other a hug. Let's take a moment to just breathe together and love one another. And once we feel calmer together, then we can figure out how to solve the problem together and improve the day a bit. Thirdly, keep track of the times that you feel closest and most connected to each of your children. Is it when you're reading together, cuddled up on the couch, or in bed at the end of the day? Is it when you stop and do a craft together, or you're working on some kind of project together, or maybe cooking dinner together? Is it sitting still on the couch and just cuddling up and maybe sharing some of your favorite memes or YouTube videos? If you keep kind of a recorded note, even in the corner of your journal, about when those moments happen sort of naturally through your day, you can then prioritize those things and make them happen more often. Doing those things, setting those times of connection aside intentionally instead of just waiting for them to happen, is actually like putting gas into the engine of your car, you know, the tank of your car. If you're running low on gas, you're not going to get very far. You're going to be nervous. You're going to wonder if you're going to make it to the next gas station. You're not going to be able to kick back and enjoy the ride and the scenery. But if you make sure that that gas tank never gets below half, those worries don't have to follow you through your trip. Affection and connection is like putting that gas into your tank. It lets you know that when you hit those hard times, when the homework hasn't been done, or you catch your kid doing something that they shouldn't be doing, or one of you's in a crummy mood, there's enough gas to get you to the next point in your relationship. And let you work out those things you need to work out. Because heaven knows there are about a million things we need to work out with our kids every day, aren't there? So give yourself some time as a mom to think about what your ideals are for yourself as a mom. And then go ahead and trust that with prayer and with practice, you can get closer to those ideals who you really want to be for yourself and your kids Every day, just one day at a time. Thanks for joining me today for this confidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.